Welcome to the Student Pilot Podcast. My name is Simon Callis, a flight school owner. Each week, myself and my guests will be talking all things flight training and beyond to help inspire, motivate and support you on your journey to becoming a private or commercial pilot. Okay, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We've got Dave, Brummy Dave, back on the podcast. Hello, Brummy Dave. Hello, Simon. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for having me back. And we have, funnily enough, Brummy Steve, but um, Steve, Instructor Steve, is back on the podcast. So today we're talking all things currency. And I think one of the big things we notice as a school is that PPL holders, um, after they pass, if they're just... Uh, flying for recreational reasons, it's quite common that they let their license lapse um, following their training. So, Steve, can you tell us what we need to do in order to keep a, a PPL current to start off with, please? So there's two ways of keeping a PPL current. Uh, the most popular one is by experience. So in the 12 months preceding expiry of the rating, you need to have done... In the 12 months, not the two years, the 12 months immediately before the SCP rating expires, 12 hours total time. Mm-hmm. Of that, six hours needs to be pilot in command, one hour with an instructor, mm-hmm. and 12 takeoff and landings. And the one hour with an instructor doesn't have to be in one go. Okay. It can be uh, in up to three different sessions. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and how about the lapel? Well, first of all, you've got the other way of um, renewing the, uh, sorry, keeping the PPL current, which is by test. Yeah. Um, So a lot of people think that doing it by test is a bad thing. It isn't. You can do this at any point in the 12 months preceding the expiry. um, And it just stops you sort of rushing at the end to go and get that um, that 12 hours um, and fill the other prerequisites. So it's not like passing the PPL skills test. It's a license proficiency check. It is done by an examiner, and okay, it needs to be up to a certain standard, but it's a little bit more relaxed than the initial, a, uh, initial yeah. ab initio PPL one. I think that's something that we've noticed a lot with people who have come back trying to rush that 12 hours through. You know, likelihood is they need to go and get checked out with an instructor first. And quite often, if they've left it right up until the end, they're not actually ready to do those 12 hours anyway by themselves. No, and that's where the check comes into its own. So yeah. rather than just rushing and getting that done and the yeah. financial implications of that. Yeah, absolutely. So the LAPL is very different, so it needs mm-hmm. its own explanation. Um, it's actually a lot easier to keep current. So a LAPL's on a two-year rolling currency. So mm-hmm. on the date you want to go flying, so let's say I want to go flying today, as long as I can look back in my logbook two years... Mm-hmm. And in that two years, I've done 12 hours total time. Um, of that, six hours pilot in command, one hour an instructor, and 12 takeoff and landings. You're good to go. It's current. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't got that, then again, you can do a license proficiency check. Yeah. Um, okay. To sort of make that up. Um, so some of the, the reasons we've identified of people um, letting their license lapse, I think the first main reason is, is quite often finances. Um, some of the students kind of um, overstretch themselves during the training period. Um, we advise people not to get into debt to do it, but some people do. And then that lack of funds then continues into the into the actual um, license period and, and they don't fly as much as they should do. Um, other things, you know, people's change of circumstance as well. You know, if everyone's had uh, increase in living expenses and as a result, a lot of people have stopped flying or flying less frequently than they would do. Uh, next thing is lack of time. So sometimes, you know, life changes. You have 
family come along, you know, job commitments, you're not able to fly as frequently. And then with that comes a dip in the confidence for, for a lot of people. And last one, I think a general lack of confidence anyway. So, you know, if you're not the most confident of students, if you then don't fly very frequently when you get your license, it's inevitable that your, your confidence is going to drop anyway. So if we look at uh, your particular story, Dave, um, you're kind of in that predicament now where you're sort of thinking about what's best to do. Uh, can you can you talk about your story? So I... I passed my PPL in, it was 2016. And I think like a lot of people, you kind of have images of, I'm going to fly all around the UK. And we're going to go exploring Europe and I'm going to take all my friends and my family out and all that sort of stuff. And the fact is, flying is expensive. It yeah. certainly can be, uh, depending on what you're doing it, where you're doing it, those sorts of things. Um, I was very lucky that I was able to maintain my PPL uh, last time round because of the CAA's, um, acceptance that after or during COVID, yeah. uh, they kind of reduced the the requirements somewhat. They they, they kind of relaxed them. Mm-hmm. So I was able to maintain my PPL through currency back yeah. then. And um, in fact, I think it was Steve that signed it off, yeah. which is always <clears> nice. It's good that we've got somebody like that that can do that so, yeah. uh, locally based. So that's kind of where I was. More recently, um, I've had two jobs I've been doing a lot of travel. Um, I've been, just like with a lot of people, you know, you, you, you are confronted with cost of living increase yeah. um, and time. Time yeah. is not a commodity that uh, personally I have a lot of. Mm-hmm. So being able to find the time to go flying and also then finding the money to be able to facilitate that has been really challenging. Yeah, Obviously, working at Coventry... All of the time the airport's open, yeah. I'm working. Yeah, yeah. So if I want to go flying, I either need to take time out of work, so use my annual leave, or I need to go flying when we're closed on an indemnity. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a bit of a challenge in being able to find time, find the finances. Um, that's kind of where I am at the moment, but I'm on the brink um, of seeing that SEP rating sort of expire. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you had a, you know, like a refamiliarization flight, if you like, recently with James, uh, one of our instructors. Yeah. How, how do you think that went? So flying with James was really good. It reminded me just how nice flying is. And I know that sounds like a really silly thing to say, but you do forget. Yeah. You, you yeah. forget what that sort of freedom is like. You forget what it's like to be behind the controls of an aircraft and to know that you've got the entire sky to go exploring in. Um, we did a little bit of navigation. We did a couple of stalls, um, didn't go around steep turns. And we came back, did a few circuits. And that was really nice as well. Mm. Uh, so it was really good. And it was nice to fly with James. It's always nice to fly with people that you haven't flown with before. Yeah. Um, so it was really, really good. It was a nice reintroduction to it. Yeah. And what, what are your plans now then? So good question. Um, obviously, as part of Almat, I know that I've always got the support of mm-hmm. instructors, examiners, owners. Um, I'm still in that club sort of atmosphere. Yeah. I think for the moment, I think it would be more sensible for me to take that really pragmatic step uh, to allow my SEP to expire, mm-hmm. uh, which it does at the end of this week. And then as and when... I've got the facilities and the means to be able to do it, then I will come back. You know, yeah. it's not like once it's expired, it's gone forever. 
that's what I keep on telling myself. And a lot of people have said the same sort of thing. And in fact, you were saying it before we came on to do the recording is that it isn't gone. No. It's just expired. Yeah. I've still got my license. The license is lifetime. Exactly. Yeah. So I can still come back and do my SEP as and when yeah. funds, time, all of that sort of stuff allow. I think, you know, better times are coming, I think. And, and for, you know, at the minute, there's a lot of people struggling um, just to, to keep current. You know, it's expensive. So, yeah. so no, I think that's a, a good move, really. It's it's a pragmatic view on it and, it, and it's, it's going to work out best for you. Um, so then let's have a look at what's required to get legal again if you let it lapse um so to get legal so if your license has expired it becomes a renewal as opposed to a revalidation mm-hmm. um and you need a course of training yeah so um this is common for both licenses ppl and apple you need a course of training and what that involves depends on you as a person so um it's to get to that standard where the instructor feels that you'd pass the license proficiency check yeah. Uh, that, that could be anything cut for, you know, quick familiarization flight, um, up to, you know, a couple of hours, which is absolutely fine. Uh, once you've got that, you get a course completion certificate and then you can present that to an examiner who can do a license proficiency check. Yeah. And assuming that you meet the required standard, they can sign that off there and then you can use your license straight away. I think that's really <clears throat> important to, to hone in on that as well as it is. It's a course of training as required. Yeah. So this happens a lot that we get people come in and they always say, well, how long is it going to take me to get it back? And I'm like, well, I can't tell you because, you know, you might have had a break for two years and then you go and do two hours and you're great. You might have retained it all or you might be incredibly risky and you might need 20 hours. It, it very much depends on the individual and there is no limit to it, is it? It's just, no, we're, we're all different. So yeah, it's, yeah exactly. you can't put a time on it. So, yeah, but that's good to know for the viewers that if you do let it lapse, um, you know, there's still options. You haven't lost your license. You know, the license is lifelong. Quick scholarship update. So last year we gave away one place to our candidate at Cywell, Leo. And this year we're planning to do the same. We're planning to give away at least one place. If you want to be considered for a scholarship place, you need to register your interest via our website, almat.co.uk. You'll be updated as to all of the upcoming events to do the scholarship. Those events will be aspiring pilots days. You will need to attend at least one of the aspiring pilot days to get your chance to apply for a scholarship place. So go on the website now, almat.co.uk and register your interest. So lastly then, I think let's talk about some tips on how to keep confidence up and keep flying. So what I'll do is I'll go through them individually and if anyone wants to add a bit as well, just put their spin on it. Um, so if funds allow, I recommend that people fly at least once a month or as often as they can. And I think if you're not flying once a month, that's when the risk creeps in. Would you agree, Steve? Or? Oh, absolutely. So in flying, it's consistency is key. Yeah. So we t- see this in Abinitio all the time. Um, for those who didn't know, Abinitio is um, from no experience up to having a license. Um, and we, we see it all the time. It's consistency is key over anything else. Yeah. yeah I think absolutely. with that as well. We often talk in hour blocks, don't we? We talk yeah. about hours of flying, hours of flying. Yeah. And when you say flying at least once a month, it doesn't mean you've got to do a three-hour flight. It might just be a couple of circuits yeah. just, just to keep you in there. Something to keep yeah, you Yeah, the consistency is more important than the actual time, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, next thing is pair up with other pilots, go on trips. And I think with that, if perhaps if you can find somebody who's perhaps a little bit more confident in you, then they might 
persuade you to go places that maybe you wouldn't go on your own and that helps um and you might better do the same for somebody else um i think another thing is schedule flights in the diary rather than booking ad hoc i think it's good to have something to look forward to in the future and i've just done that for this year is put a load of dates in because it means that you haven't got to think oh i need to book a flight i need to because you never do it do you? <laughs> you know it, it's always on the day where the sun's blazing you think yeah i'm gonna book it oh i can't because there's no airplanes you know <laughs> so if you book a load of flights in the diary it doesn't mean you're going to do them but they're in there something to look forward to something to plan towards um joining club flyouts as well we've done a lot of you've come on flyouts haven't you i've done fun. a few yeah i've had some pretty solid breakfasts in various places in the uk <laughs> <laughs> it's all good though because it, it reminds you of why you did it wasn't it yeah. yeah it's a group of friends effectively going out having a bit of a crack um number five then fly to new destinations rather than going to the same airfields I think that's really important because it's really easy, isn't it? Just to go, oh yeah, I'm going to go to Shobden every week or whatever. Or, yeah. you know, Shobden's great, by the way, but it's, <laughs> but you want a, a bit of variety, don't you? you Absolutely. Um, fly with an instructor, uh, to improve your skills. You know, if there's something that, um, perhaps well, we had this the other day, actually, I'm not going to mention names on here, but we had, um, a PPR holder came in. It says, I want to fly with an instructor because last time I scared myself a little bit in a crosswind. I'm not as good as I thought I was in a crosswind. And you know what? Fair play. They went out and they did it and they learned a lot from it. So I think we need to get rid of that that almost stigma of, oh, I don't want to fly with an instructor because I've got my license, so I know what yeah. I'm doing. And I know that we're lucky that we've got some really, really good instructors here, really competent instructors, very experienced. And I make the most of that. And yeah. I think it would be silly not to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we, we did have uh, completely the opposite to that once, and I will share the story because it's pretty bad. Uh, but we had a PPL who hadn't flown since their PPL skills test. They were quite low hours when they passed as well. So um, in their mind, they were an exceptional student, and perhaps they were at the time. Um, anyway, they came back to do a, a check flight, um, and it wasn't in the aircraft that they trained on. So they'd gone this whole period of time thinking, okay, when I next fly, I want to try something else. But 12 months has passed. Anyway, they, that particular student comes in, brings the girlfriend. So all of a sudden they've got this element of, I need to impress because girlfriend's with them as well. Anyway, um, said instructor takes these people flying and um, apparently, you know, upper air work wasn't too bad apparently, but she had to intervene on three landings and said to the students um basically you need a bit more training in the circuit to get you back to where you were um because your landings aren't safe at the minute and this particular um ppl holder took real offense to that um and basically ended up having like a verbal altercation with the instructor and they were asked to leave um because we don't accept people arguing with instructors with at that point, 55 hours or something ridiculous. And they're just out of currency and they were embarrassed because they brought their girlfriend along to impress and all the rest of it. And they should have just held their hands up and said, you know what, I'm not as good as, as what I thought I would be after this period of time and I need some help. And there's nothing wrong with saying, right, I need some help. But this particular person took it really badly and that just said to us that actually you're probably not that safe. It's really sad to hear it stuff is. like that. When you've got, you've got <clears throat> professionals trying to step in to say hey let's brush up on some things i mean surely 
everybody wants to be a better pilot. Yeah. That's why I go flying with people like Steve yeah, or absolutely. people like James, because I want to be better. Yeah. I, I don't do it because I want to go and conquer the world by myself. You yeah. know, even the most experienced pilots, you know, with airlines, they still have to go and have currency checks with instructors. And <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. the way it works. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I think that's a good indication of a really good pilot. It's like, there's been some really good, um, highly experienced instructors. Um, one of them, I'm not going to mention any names on here, but um, one of them, another female, highly experienced pilot. Um, she came in in her own aircraft, bounced it a little bit, and she was cross with herself, like really cross with herself. And I, I said to her, I goes, bloody hell, you know, what's the matter with you? And she goes, I'm so cross with myself. I just bounced the aeroplane on landing. I'm like, yeah, that says it all. Yeah. You know, it says it all. It's, um, so yeah. Um, so moving on anyway, um, consider taking further ratings. I think that's a good one for people wanting extra experience. Um, you know, it's night ratings, instrument rating restricted. Um, if you're just looking at being a, um, recreational pilot anyway, um, and consider getting checked out on other aircraft types, I think is another one that's good because a, it opens up more opportunities to you. So if your school, say you learned on a 152, like us, we've only got one 152. If that's busy, you can't go flying. So, um, perhaps get checked out on the other aircraft, then you've got more options, more experience as well, a bit of variety. So, yeah. Is anyone else got anything to add to that? Or? I think so. No, I don't think it's a good um, selection of tips there. Yeah, so we'll just, we'll just recap on those very quickly. So fly at least once a month. Pair it with another pilot if you can to go on some trips. Schedule flights in your diary rather than booking ad hoc. Join the club flyouts. Uh, fly to new destinations rather than keep going to the same ones. Fly with an instructor where needed to improve your skills. Uh, consider taking further ratings to gain further experience and consider getting checked out on alternative aircraft types as well. So with that, just a quick heads up for our members. You do get two hours free instruction with your membership. So if you do want to brush up with an instructor, you know, just do a few circuits if you want some crosswind practice or whatever. All you've got to do is pay for the aircraft and the landings. You get the instructor free if you're a member for more than three months. So that's just something to, to put in there. Anybody of the members that are listening... And also, we're launching our new video series soon on YouTube. Um, so we've got Almat Flying Academy's got its own YouTube channel. Um, Almat TV uh, has the Aviator Show. Okay, now the Aviator Show is myself and members sharing our experiences. And what we're hoping to do as well is try and get some flights in lots of different types of aircraft. Okay, so one of the things we are doing is hunting down owners with different types of aircraft and seeing if we can go and fly their aeroplanes. And one of them I really want to fly is a SR-22, just because I think it's cool. But <laughs> good enough reason than any. Yeah. 747 simulator. Well. Yeah, I got a 747 sim. Uh, Derek's kindly offered um, a flight in his chipmunk as well, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, there's there's lots of cool stuff coming. But you can join us on these trips. So if you want to come along on these trips and be part of the show, I know you want to, don't you? Absolutely. So we do that. You can come along, be part of the part of the crew on the journey, and any of our aircraft owning members as well. Bring your aircraft. Let's go and fly your aeroplane. So uh, looking forward to doing that. So if you do want to get on the show, do get in contact and we, we can uh, arrange that with you. But uh, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up then, lads. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your experiences with us. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. If you like this episode, please like, subscribe and ding the bell to receive notifications of the next episode.